Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. I'm Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen, your host. Today, I have a very special guest. She's pretty much a legend in the minimalism community. Her name is Courtney Carver. Courtney changed her life by simplifying it after a devastating diagnosis in 2006. She's the founder of BeMoreWithLess.com and Minimalist Fashion Challenge Project 333. Her new book, Soulful Simplicity, is available for pre-order and will be published on December 26. Courtney shows us the power of simplicity to to improve our health, build more meaningful relationships, and relieve stress in our professional and personal lives. Hi, Courtney. So glad to have you here. Eileen, hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So first of all, I have to say thank you because you've made such a big impact in the minimalism community. I think when I started learning about minimalism, like Project 333 was like one of the first things that I found on the internet. So I think it's it's just so cool what you've done. That's great to hear. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit. You mentioned in your bio that you had a devastating diagnosis in 2006. Can you share a little bit about that and how that changed your life? Sure. It was really my wake-up call and changed my life in every possible way. I wasn't feeling very well. I was super tired, lots of fatigue, had a crazy amount of vertigo, like holding on to the walls vertigo that lasted for mm. a really long time. And at first I thought it was an ear infection. I thought that maybe I just wasn't sleeping that well. Like I could kind of figure out excuses for all of the different symptoms. And I had experienced them before, but not all at once. So there was the fatigue, the vertigo, and then I had some really weird tingling in my fingers and half my face was almost numb. And mm. I ended up uh, spending weeks, months in uh, at different neurology offices, doing lots of different tests and feeling really scared about what it might be. And as it turns out, it was multiple sclerosis. Oh no. And so I was diagnosed with MS in July of 2006. And mm. I mean, it's, it's weird to say I'm grateful for something like that, but I really am because it gave me permission to really take a much closer look at how I was living my life and the choices that I was making and figure out what needed to change so I could live well with MS. So what were the first things that you looked at? I mean, like, how did you feel like you had to change your life? I didn't know at first. I knew very little about MS. I, I just knew that something had to change and that I was willing to take the time to figure it out. And so I started researching uh, multiple sclerosis and autoimmune conditions and just trying to figure out how other people were doing well. And the, all signs pointed to eliminating stress or reducing stress mm -hmm. because stress causes inflammation in the body and that leads to relapses. 
So, right. All the pain. yeah. I mean, did you feel like you had a stressful life before that diagnosis? Very stressful. And most mm. of the stress I put on myself, I mean, starting from a very young age by, you know, for instance, going into debt when I was 18 years old and then always trying to figure out how to make ends meet and having to work mm-hmm. so much. And then, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I really put this on myself because I was working so hard I would think, well, I deserve nice things and I would spend more. And it never really Mm. connected for me that the more I was spending, the more I was having to work. And even still, I was coming up short. So the debt was super stressful. My career was very stressful. You know, I felt like I was just always trying to hold everything together. And not to say that every waking moment of my life was a disaster by any means. I certainly, you know, enjoyed a lot of the journey, even when it was a bit of a mess, but I never slowed down. I never really thought about what I was doing to my body, my heart, my soul. Mm -hmm. I never really thought about what I wanted. It was always, you know, out of necessity. I felt like I was kind of living on autopilot, just responding to all the, the chaos I had created. Right. I mean, it sounds like the life you lived is pretty common for a lot of people we would know. It's kind of like a rat race where you're working so hard to make money, but then you're spending it all and then you're, it's never ending. It is never ending. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Everyone around me was, was running at the same pace. And so it felt normal. Uh, but yeah. not good. <laughs> Definitely. So you found out you had MS. How did you start to simplify your life? Like what inspired you to start simplifying? Well, what's interesting is I didn't mean to simplify my life. It wasn't my intention. I didn't know that would be the mm-hmm. path. I was just interested in getting rid of as much stress as possible. So the first thing I did is looked at my diet. I thought the diet stuff is going to be the hardest to change, but could be the most beneficial to my body. And, you know, not to say that certain foods cause MS, but I had a feeling they were contributing to me feeling bad or run down or exhausted or not sleeping well. And so I made some changes to my diet that didn't come from my doctors, but my research Mm -hmm. and stuff that I wanted to experiment with. And I continually do that because I know that what worked for my body 10 years ago is not necessarily what is going to work for my body 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. And then once the diet kind of felt like the new normal, I looked at the next most stressful thing in my life and that was debt. And that was Mm -hmm. closely tied to stuff and shopping. And so when my husband and I decided that we were going to become debt free, we really pulled the reins on the spending and shopping. And I got a good look at what I already had and realized that that was completely out of control. So mm-hmm. debt, clutter, you know, those were both very stressful areas of my life. And when I started to get rid of the clutter, that's kind of where I realized that all of the changes I was making had simplicity at the core of each. Mm-hmm. And then I got very enthusiastic and excited about how can simplicity change other areas of my life? What else can I streamline? Where are other places where, you know, experiencing less or living with less could lead to so much more in my life? Right. And 
I've experienced that too myself after like decluttering my closet and my things like it just makes you feel so much lighter and it's it can be addicting right (laughs) I know a lot of people are into it now Um, I'm curious how did project 333 come about so after I started blogging uh, on my journey to a healthier happier life through simplicity I noticed that there was one area that I kept backburnering that I didn't want to go uh, and declutter, and that was my closet. I really didn't want to take that, almost that crutch away where I could still shop for little things, but I knew it had to change. And the simpler the rest of my home got, the more obnoxious my closet seemed. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I looked for a challenge because I kind of thought that my slow and steady approach that had worked so well in other areas was not going to fly in the closet. And I couldn't really find a challenge that resonated. So I thought, why not create my own? And I just put together a set of rules that I thought would be challenging, but also thought provoking and possible to achieve and decided that for three months, I would dress with 33 items or less, including clothing, shoes, jewelry, and accessories. Before I even started, I wrote about it online and invited people to join in so that I would have a sense of accountability. And so many people were interested that I also had a really great community supporting those first three months, which has now grown into seven years of practicing that challenge because it's made such a difference for me. And you're still practicing this? I do. I just created my um, fall collection and it's not... 33 different items each three months that would kind of defeat the purpose of living with less I think so Uh every season every three months I go through the season before and move forward whatever will still work for the next season which is usually 50 to 60 percent of the items Mm -hmm. and then I add items back in from the season before like from fall of last year for Mm -hmm. instance and then if I want to add something new to it I do it at that time And then for the next three months, I don't shop. I don't think about shopping. It's over. That's really freeing. So the only time you really shop is when you're putting together your next season's wardrobe. Right. So every three months if needed, whereas prior to that, I was shopping for clothes or shoes or accessories every weekend probably. (laughs) Yeah, which adds up a lot. (laughs) And and you don't think it does because you think, oh, this scarf is only $7 or these sunglasses are only $20 and boy, it really does Mm -hmm. add up. So what would you say is the biggest change you've experienced after simplifying your life? There's been so many big changes. I think um, Mm -hmm. figuring out that I didn't need to be living paycheck to paycheck once my debt was gone, that I didn't need to make Mm -hmm. more to pay the bills. That was a huge realization and change because it eventually led um, to me feeling good about leaving my career and sales and marketing Mm -hmm. and was able to start my own thing. And that just never would have happened prior to that. It sounds like it gave you so much freedom, right? To not chase after something, but just to feel okay and satisfied with what you already have. It gave me a lot of freedom, a lot of contentment, much better health, stronger relationships. I mean, once I got rid of mm-hmm. all that excess, I could slow down and actually show up for conversations where I think before, like many of us, it was like I would just have one foot in and then I'd have a hand on my phone or my mind would be racing thinking mm-hmm. about my to-do list. 
it was always very hard for me to stay focused on the immediate thing that was going on. Right. So you're able to be more present. Absolutely. Do you love to learn and try new things? Are you a creative looking to sharpen your skills or explore other mediums? Well, Skillshare is an online learning community with over 16,000 classes in graphic design, illustration, and more. You can learn everything from logo design to visual thinking to watercolor. Classes are perfect for the professional designer looking to get a leg up at work or the freelancer who wants to attract more clients and build her brand. Skillshare teachers include work designers with years of experience and AIGA award winners such as Ellen Lupton, Debbie Millman, and Seymour Quast. With Skillshare, you'll get unlimited access to all of this for a low monthly price. Never pay per class again. Personally, I've taken classes in branding, marketing, watercolor, and even floral arranging. You really get so much value from even a 30-minute class. Thankfully, Skillshare is giving all Lavender Lifestyle listeners one month of unlimited access absolutely free. So go to Skillshare.com slash Eileen to redeem your free month. That's Skillshare.com slash A-I-L-E-E-N. All right, back to the podcast. I'm curious, what about your family and friends? You know, whenever someone's diving into becoming more minimalist, like usually their peers aren't the same. Like you can't expect everyone around you to see see things the same way that you do. So, I mean, do you feel like there's a disconnect? Do do you judge people who are still messy and shopaholics? Like what's that relationship like? Well, it's been an interesting process. So I definitely don't judge. I feel like we all have to figure out our lives in our own time and our own way. And I know what works best for me is not what's going to work best for other people. Um, A great example Mm -hmm. would be the relationship I have with my sister. Uh, That's only gotten better and better. And she and I are not in the same place on this. Uh, When I told her about the challenge about Project 333, she said, oh, okay, I'll do it. I'll have uh, 32 handbags and a pair of jeans. (laughs) (laughs) So we talk (laughs) on the phone almost every day. She lives uh, an ocean away, but we're on the phone all the time. And yeah, I think it's just because I'm not so caught up with my own stuff, I can focus on her or my other relationships. Mm -hmm. So I don't judge at all. That said, because this was, you know, a slow and steady process over the course of many years, friendships did change. And part of that was not necessarily because I was simplifying my life, but because I was really remembering who I was and what I cared about and what mattered to me. And I realized that, you know, I was acting in ways that were really outside of of who I was. And so as that Mm -hmm. shifted, so did some of the people that I socialized with um, or hung out with. Mm -hmm. And there was never any major angry breakups, but some friendships did definitely fall away. And then others, the ones that always meant so much to me got so much stronger. That's nice. So the ones that really mattered grew even stronger. Yeah. So let's talk about your new book, Soulful Simplicity. Um, Why did you feel compelled to write this book? I've been thinking about this book for years. And I don't know why I didn't write it before, I guess because it wasn't the right time. But I really wanted to share that simplicity wasn't just this, you know, one black and white, sparse, sacrificial lifestyle, and that we can all approach it in our own way, and that we almost have to to make these changes last. 
And I would say a lot of the recommendations in the book, while they're tied to simplicity, you could tie them to almost any major lifestyle change in that, you know, coming back to who you are and knowing what your heart wants and honoring that regardless of what other people think is going to be so much more important than following a specific plan or the way that you think it's supposed to happen. I mean, so many times in my life, I did what I was supposed to do or what I thought I should do or what I thought others expected me to do. And it always ended in some sort of disappointment and sense of failure for me. Well, what can we expect to read about in your book? Is it mostly like your life story or is it more practical tips? It's a combination of those two things. And I wouldn't say it's my entire life story, but rather some stories from my life and from other people's lives as well. But I broke the book down into four sections um, and the four sections where I really made the most headway in terms of uh, using simplicity to grow. Section one is called Making Me, like really remembering who I am and Mm -hmm. coming back to health, Um, making Mm -hmm. space, space in our home, in our heart, in our lives. Uh, The third section is called Making Time. So really, you know, looking at our calendars, looking at what we say yes to, looking at the things we fill our days with and making some changes Mm -hmm. there. And then the fourth section, and probably my favorite, is called Making Love. And it's all about our connection to each other and to what we're passionate about and ourselves. That's so beautiful. Like I can tell which sections I'm drawn to, like making time, like I need that. And and love too, like building relationships. Um, yeah, it sounds like it's a really meaningful way to get back to, like simplify your life to what really matters. Exactly. And it's okay if it starts out as, decluttering to clean a bookshelf, you know, to have a a Mm -hmm. nicer space in your home. But I don't think those changes always last because they don't really Mm -hmm. have, you know, significant meaning behind it. But if we understand why we want to make these changes, we're more compelled to stick with them and to make them part of our life. So if they're tied to health or relationships or how we treat people or how we really want to feel every day, I think it makes much more sense in our brains and our hearts to live with less versus I'm going to declutter the bookshelf and then in three months time, it's going to be filled up again because I'm too uncomfortable with the empty space. Right. Yeah, that was something I wanted to ask because me personally, like, I don't like cleaning. I don't like folding clothes. Like how I was going to ask how you bring joy to those types of activities to help you simplify your life. Is that your answer to to have the meaningful why under it? Or is there more to it? The meaningful why for sure helps. Now, I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that's going to bring joy to every single activity. I don't get all excited about folding clothes or cleaning either. However, I have way less to clean and fewer items to fold. So that makes it a lot more joyful. I mean, we downsized from a 2,000 square foot home to an apartment less than half the size. So cleaning Uh. is, is quite frankly, pretty easy. And I'm not dusting around a lot of stuff because I don't have a lot of that extra stuff that as I was decluttering, I realized that was the only time I noticed it when I was moving it to clean under it or around it. So I think that helps. But just having that overall sense of joy and contentment makes the chores that aren't so exciting, not so bad. 
because it's right. not like just one more thing that you're adding to an already crazy, busy, stressful life. Instead, they're things that support a more happy, healthy, joyful mm-hmm. life. I love it. So what is one action that all of our listeners can take today to start simplifying their life? Ooh, one action. One thing that we can do, like right after this interview, I can do it today. (laughs) I want to think of one, but I just don't want you to think this is the most important thing you can do because I don't think it matters where you start. That's fine. Um, But I think one thing that you could do is write down that why you want to simplify your life, kind of brainstorm and write all the reasons that you feel like a simpler life or a life with less stress may benefit you. And so it could be anything from, I want to quit my job. I'm sick of debt collectors. Uh, Monday morning meetings make me crazy. I want to have more time for my family. I want to have more time to create. And as I name these off, these were all things that were on my list mm-hmm. right from the very beginning. And I think even though that doesn't feel like you've made a dent physically in the clutter or simplifying, it's a great place to start for a good foundation so that when you do take that next step and declutter a kitchen cabinet or your pantry or your basement or your garage, you know exactly why you're doing it. And it's not this meaningless household chore I think that's really helpful. I'll, I'll try to do that. So next time I have a chore to do, think of like, why do I want to do this? <laughs> How can it benefit my life in the overall sense? Exactly. And maybe there's not a why for everything. I mean, there are some obligations that we have that, uh, that support our families. And even that right there is a powerful why. So maybe there exactly. are whys. I think there is a good why. If, if you dig deep enough, I'm pretty sure you can find a good why for, for everything that you do. Because if you don't find a good enough why, then maybe it's not worth doing, right? That, that might be why I never iron. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I don't like ironing. I like to buy clothes that don't wrinkle. <laughs> yes, good call. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so lastly, where can our listeners find you online? So they can find me at the website, bemorewithless.com. And I um, post almost daily on Instagram and my Instagram handle is at be more with less. Those are probably the the first two places I'd send people. Perfect. And everyone make sure to look out for Courtney's new book, Soulful Simplicity coming out in December. Super exciting. And I'll have all the links in my blog post. So if you're interested, check her out at be more with less. Thanks so much, Courtney. Thanks, Eileen. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps me so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. All right, love you all. Bye.